Welcome to Smart Parent Successful Students Podcast. I'm your host, Helen Panos. I run a tutoring company for K through 12 students who need help with reading, math, writing, study skills, ACT, SAT, prep, and more. My tutors work both virtually and in person. We specialize in really getting to know your kids and helping them thrive. I was a teacher and leader in a Georgia school system for 25 years. I saw what worked and what didn't. And there are definitely some gaps that teachers can't touch, which is why our tutors are so important. Teachers can only do so much. I'm here to bridge that gap between parents and teachers to help your kids become successful in school and beyond. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to our show today. Um, I have another tutor of mine, uh, a terrific tutor, may I add. She is uh, always, she's an elementary school teacher, and she does a lot of our writing tutoring, and I wanted to welcome Rachel Noel to our show. Thank you, Rachel, for joining us. I know teachers are very busy. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about why you became a uh, teacher and tutor, or both <laughs> in this case. Okay problem? Well, there are several reasons why I became a teacher and tutor. Um, a few are one that just I have a passion for children, and I truly just enjoy being in their presence and teaching to them. And um, just get, seeing those light bulbs come on, it just gives me so much joy and happiness. Um, I also believe in the power of education and the difference it can make in a child's life and that every child needs that and deserves that advantage in, um, in life. Um, mm -hmm. And last but not least, it's just a God-given talent that I want to use for the glory of God. Um, and it just comes naturally. So why not use that gift to bless others and help others around me? Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, I always see it as a, I see it as a service that I agree with you. God has presented us in the, in the position we're in to share our talents. So that's beautifully said. I couldn't have said that better. Um, can you share some of your strengths as a teacher, tutor, and what those have revealed when it has come to helping kids? Um, some strengths are just being able to make observations, both informal and formal observations about a student's strengths and weaknesses, um, and being able to teach them, but also start with an area of strength so that they have that confidence built in and knowing that, hey, I got this, so I can definitely do that. Um, so that they know that, hey, I'm starting, we're starting somewhere where they are comfortable and they're confident. Um, another area that I um, think is really important is just building positive relationships with my students as well as their parents. And it's been very beneficial because one thing I observe is that when a student, when a parent has buy-in and shows that something is valuable and that's it in it, then the child sees that and they're like, okay, this is really important. So it should be important to me as well. And so they become vested as well. And it makes it a lot easier for me to build that connection with that student um, as well, because they know it's a partnership between both the parent, the student, and the tutor. Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, and as, I'm glad you brought that up because in Dynamist Learning Academy, we I have noticed that being an educator of 25 years, 
how we stand out above the rest is a lot of my tutors connect with that child's teacher. So if we feel the need to have the parent give us permission to connect with the teacher, it's really a totally different story. I could give multiple situations where this has happened and the kid, I don't care if it's a teen, we've just done it with a teen actually out of Tyrone, Georgia. And um, I'm telling you, things just change all around because they know the parents involved. They know the teachers involved. They know the tutor now knows the teacher <laughs> and, and, and then him or her. So it's kind of like, not to say we're cornering them or anything, but they now see the village, how it says, you know, the phrase, it takes a village, it does. And I think as a teacher and an educator, if I'm taking the other side, not being the owner of my company, but when I was an educator, of course, I always wanted to hear from teach uh, from parents, but it would be even more interesting. I, I would just like be smiling if I heard from the kid's tutor as well. So parents just know that here at Dynamis, we do, if we feel the need to reach out to the actual teacher of this child, uh, whoever we're tutoring, then we will do it. And that takes just a parent permission to do that. And I, I could say in several instances, we are doing it actually. So, and I definitely see a difference. <laughs> um, so when tutoring, what are one or two weaknesses or problems that most kids have? Something you see most often maybe um, especially if we're going to talk about writing here in elementary school writing, what is it that you see in terms of weaknesses and problems? Okay, so something that I see is, and I think it's attributed to social media, oh. <laughs> students have phones now, texting and things like that. And I call it shorthand writing, but it's like making abbreviations and um, just, it's very informal. Right. And then we take that informal mindset into our writing um, academic papers and it doesn't it doesn't fly <laughs> and it's not no. when transferred to the academic um, papers. So just being able to make that shift between, OK, I'm writing a formal paper um, for school or something academic. And so the writing is the expectation is very different. Um, mm -hmm. So just getting them to understand that um, so that that transfer doesn't occur as often or that they can self-correct and see it and say, oh, this doesn't belong here. Um, another thing is using, using imagery in their writing and just um, writing as you're, you're writing a piece to see that, okay, after I finish this piece, someone's going to read it. And what are they going to think about it? Are they going to be engaged, interested in it? Like I am when I read my books or mm -hmm. is it just a paper? And so just using that, just it's all about mindset and um, thinking about what is my purpose for my finished product? Because a lot of times they're like, okay, what's the topic? Let's, let's just go ahead and write this. And we're not thinking so much about how it would engage the reader when we're done and have our finished product. Mm, that, that's, yep, that's interesting. <laughs> I agree with that completely because I, I used to be a language arts teacher. So yeah, imagery is important. Special message from Dynamis Learning Academy. Sarah did well on her SATs in every area except math, which she had scored 200 out of 800. Her mother struggled to find a program to help Sarah with the area she struggled in. She came to Dynamis Learning Academy and we set up an individual program customized for her so it would help her increase.
increase her score. When she took the test again, she increased her score by 400 points. If your child is struggling with SAT or ACT prep and you know they will benefit from individual support, connect with us at Dynamis Learning Academy. We can be reached at 770-282-9931. Thank you. Um, Because I think they just think they're writing it for their teacher. Don't you get that impression? Like they think, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, which they are, they're kind of correct in a way. But they, I mean, it's almost like you have to say, okay, just pretend it isn't just me that's reading this paper. You don't know who else is going to read this later on. Maybe it's so good and so vivid that you might want to publish it in some article or a book. And it's the start of a book or something like that. And they're like, what? (laughs) So what is one strategy, Rachel, or solution that you could share today with parents that may help their child be successful? If you want to relate back to either what you just said or, um, and then if you could share a quick story around that strategy that maybe you used in tutoring to help a student as well, without using real names, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So definitely... Um, getting them to like one activity, fun activity I do in the classroom is having them have little glasses and the glasses, when we take it off, then we are looking at the piece as a writer. And when we put it on, we're looking at, looking at it as a reader. Um, so for parents, I would say just getting strong literature that serves the purpose, whatever purpose you want, say, for example, imagery. Um, I would use a lot of strong poetry that has figurative language and use this appeals to a lot of the the senses so that they can read that as um, they can read it as a reader first and say, oh, this poem is really cool, but let's look at it again as a writer. Why do you think that author repeats this word so many times? Why does he not just say she's happy? Instead, he says she's smiling from ear to ear. So just um, pointing out those different things and they will start to look at um, literature and reading in the same light as well and they can then apply those principles that they see that readers right the authors are doing mm-hmm. to their own pieces as well so just a lot of examples providing mm-hmm. sound examples and can you like maybe share with the audience uh, or the listeners um, <laughs> I should say um, like an, a specific paper or something where you use that with a child of one of ours I know you're doing a specific fifth fifth grader is he no fourth grader right fourth yeah. grader so yeah. can you think of something where he had to write something for you and he had to use that yes So one activity that we did um, when we were using imagery is just thinking of, first I gave examples. So I would just provide examples and he actually, with the example of senses, he had to figure out what was this author trying to convey? Was it a very delicious burger? Was it a season of the year? What exactly was? And he really enjoyed um, just reading it because it it became like a clues, just clues and you're a detective and you have to figure out you know how what exactly is the author trying to convey um, through this message and after that activity I then gave him an option to think of his favorite season and come up with 
a piece, just a paragraph. And don't please don't tell me what the season is. He did not tell me. And I had to figure out what season it was. Yeah. So he um it was fall and we he talked about the leaves falling outside and changing colors and things like looking out the window and just jumping into a pile of leaves, different things like that. So I was able to figure out what season um, he was referring to. Cool. I like that. Yeah. (laughs) It gives me an idea of something I should do with the first grader. (laughs) I'm going in there tomorrow. Um, So was he using a lot of adjectives, would you say? And I mean, did he tell any Um, stories when he was, uh, like maybe they went hiking and he saw stuff in the mountains. Did he kind of apply storytelling in there? Um, you know? in, the, in it, he didn't apply so much storytelling just about like, like you said, the friends playing outside and what you would wear during that season, um, just appealing to those things. Oh, okay. And, appealing to the senses more so. Right. Mm-hmm. Cool. I like it. Nice. <laughs> I think just, you know, like you said, just making it more, making it fun and, you know, to get them engaged and mm-hmm. enjoy doing it and not feel like, you know, it's a duty or man, I got to <laughs> have to do right. this, I have to apply to this. Yeah. Oh gosh. Especially boys don't seem to like writing um, because yeah. they just see it as boring. But if you, yeah, if you get them involved in like explaining, oh yeah, we were out there playing and the leaves and we're throwing the leaves up in the air. Kind of reminds me of a, a shoot I just did with my husband. I made him come with me to do a shoot. And I said to the photographer, who was a actually a, a high school teacher, and she does photography on her breaks. Yeah. And it was during winter break. And so, um, or Thanksgiving break. And um, we met her at a park. And I, my husband rolls a log over. He found this log. And I, those are like the best pictures. Talk about imagery, right? Um, he found it, he rolled it over. I was kind of giving her ideas. I said, oh, I'm going to, I even did a quote costume change. I call it like a dress <laughs> change. So I had a poncho on so I could have a different color. So I could use it for Christmas pictures. And then I switched to, I had underneath, I had like more fall looking colors on. Yeah. <laughs> and then we, even because it was in a park, there were so many leaves and trees there. I said, oh, I like to like pick up these leaves because they're yellow and burgundy and stuff. I said, I'd like to pick up these leaves and throw them in there. Can you get that while we do that? And so my husband and I were playing and we picked up the leaves and we threw them up in the air and she got the most amazing pictures from that. Uh, beautiful. That's some hints for like pictures for weddings and stuff, right? Engagement pictures. <laughs> of course you can't do that now. <laughs> It might look a little different right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <Like> more color. <laughs> Actually, it's, it's funny that I bring that up because I said I need to do some other pictures now that would like symbolize spring to summer because it's all about imagery, right? Yeah. And, and then I can use, I can alternate the pictures from, I have some for what I consider fall, winter, and now I need some for when the flowers are blooming, spring, summer. Spring and summer. There you go. Talk about imagery. (laughs) What would you say is one of the easier senses that kids use that you think in their writing that they gravitate? Which one? Taste? Taste. Taste. Oh, of course. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think is one of the hardest ones for them to do? 
Um, I think the hardest one would be, this is not necessarily one of the five senses, but it's one that you can convey through imagery and that's feelings. So instead ah. of saying that person's happy or sad, what else can we say? They stormed into a room, they slammed a door. What emotion is being conveyed rather than just saying they were angry? Oh, I, I, I'm glad you brought that up because especially, I hate to come back and say boys again, but a lot of boys cannot do that, actually. And if you think about it, the way they, God made them, right? And the way he made women, women have more emotion, more feelings, right? Yeah. Versus, do you see that when you're teaching too? I that do. the girls I are going to express themselves more in their writing than yes. the boys will. They just yes. kind of, you say, okay, what, what do you mean by feelings? Uh, I don't know. You know, they don't, they can't really express themselves. They can't say, they might start with happy, sad, the basics. Right. 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 But then exactly. you're like, wait, okay, what about all these emojis? Then I pull up my Facebook account <laughs> and yeah. I just did that earlier today when I uh, said, I'm going to Greece, travel alert. Hey, I'm going to Greece. Right. And I was looking for all those emojis, like feeling, oh, wow, look at this. These are all these great feelings mm -hmm. that you could use that to help your children understand different feelings because there's a million of them in facebook alone <laughs> yes, yes i mean some i wouldn't put, even yeah. think about <laughs> exactly and i was thinking like we can't put an emoji in writing so <laughs> we can use this emoji to say well what are you trying to express through that yeah yeah that's interesting so i think i might play that tomorrow and show my phone to this first grader and go okay so let's uh Let's come up with some other feelings. Oh, look at all of these in Facebook. <laughs> so then they can kind of maybe, I know they're too young to understand Facebook maybe, but they know it's there. They know what it is. <laughs> well, that's cool. Well, thank you very much for joining us today. Um, I really appreciate you giving parents a couple little tips here that they can maybe work on with their uh, children because I'm getting a whole lot of calls about writing lately. Um, a lot of them, they want in-person tutoring, but definitely Rachel's a terrific tutor. She's, uh, how many years of uh, education experience do you have? 10 years, 10 years. 10, already 10. <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah. So, and it's early childhood, is that correct? Yes, yes. Yeah. Is your favorite subject like reading or writing or math? Would you say oh, my favorite subject is math? Although ah. I love them all. I love them all. <laughs> That's awesome. That's good for me to know too. <laughs> well, cool. I appreciate it again. You joining me and taking the time out of your busy schedule. I know you've got a lot going on with doing a, a degree program and getting married. Yes. Hey, <laughs> awesome. Well, congratulations. And um, I I want to thank everybody for listening today. And we will see you again next week with another guest. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Smart Parents Successful Students Podcast. I hope this episode has been insightful and inspirational. Wherever you're listening, be sure to go ahead and subscribe to get the next episodes and to join our email list by going to www.dynamuslearningacademy.com backslash podcast backslash. Also, it would warm my heart if you reviewed the podcast on Spotify and shared it with your community. And remember, I believe that every child would benefit from getting extra support outside the classroom, 
whether they are struggling or are part of an advanced or gifted program, because teachers just can't do it all. Please connect with me about our K-12 tutoring, SAT or ACT prep classes, and writing workshops to help your child excel in school. I can be reached through email at helen at dynamistlearningacademy.com or by phone at 770-282-9931. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.